The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hi, Shalene. My name is Iman. I have been listening to your podcast for like six years now, and I really like your authenticity. Most importantly is that I am nicely surprised to realize that many of your ideas are mentioned in my religion, and this is really beautiful. I really like your work. Thank you so much. So how do you know if you should speak up or keep your mouth shut? I'm not crazy about saying the word shut up. We used to call that an adult word, adult language in our household when the kids were little because we didn't want them to use it. So I'm not going to use it on the podcast. I'm going to say instead, even though I know I put in the title, I'm going to say that today what we're talking about is when to know if it's something that you should be bringing up to someone else or speaking up about and when you should just drop it and say nothing. Well, before we get to today's show, I want to speak up about a review I received on Apple iTunes today from Non-Nicknames2020. This came in on February 11th. He or she says, there are just some people in the world that rock at being a human being. Shalene is a rock star. She constantly strives to share relevant, genuine, inspirational podcasts. Her vulnerability about her own personal struggles, her fears, her family obstacles, whatever area of her life that could be shared to help others. Her vulnerability shines through. Isn't that what being a good human is all about? Sharing your life to help and support others, that connection. I've listened to her for years, and no matter where I am in my journey, Shalene breaks through and speaks to me. So take a moment and check her out and listen to any of her podcasts. If you don't, you're missing an experience with a rock star human. Oh my gosh. Non-Nicknames 2020. I freaking love you. That's a really amazing, seriously, a very thoughtful. I mean, all of them are really thoughtful, but sometimes what you guys write just is like, oh, that's what I'm trying to do. Like, this is purpose. So thank you for that. And as you know, if I read your review here on the air, either on this show or Build Your Tribe, always check the show notes because we have something special for you. So let's get to it. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. I'm sure that there's been a point in all of our lives where we have regretted saying something. Like we felt that urge and just felt so empowered or so entitled or so righteous to be able to blurt something out or to say something. And, and maybe later we regretted it. Or maybe there's been a time in your life where you didn't speak up about something. You didn't tell someone something really important happened or you didn't speak your mind. Maybe you didn't defend yourself or defend someone else. There is a time when it's appropriate to speak up. And it's true that there are some instances where it's in your best interest and probably everyone else's too, to be silent. Sometimes silence is the most powerful thing you can do. But what I want to talk to you today is how to evaluate that decision. And sometimes you're going to get it right. Sometimes you're going to get it wrong. But let's start with some general guidelines. The first of which is you've got to ask yourself, what is your intent? I know people who love to, oh gosh, I don't even know if they realize they're doing this. 
but they'll say, oh, I don't know if you heard, but so-and-so said such and such. And they think that they're being a loyal friend by telling you that or telling their friend that. But if you're that person, that person who feels like, gosh, I heard that so-and-so said something about you, and you feel the need or the urge to tell the person who was gossiped about that that took place, you first have to ask yourself, is there anything they can do with this? Right? Like, if you find out someone doesn't like your best friend because they're too bubbly or because of their personality, what are they supposed to do with that? There's nothing they can do with it except feel bad. It has no bearing on who they are. And, and it's certainly if it's not true or it doesn't matter, there's no changing who I am. But like, why tell that? So always ask yourself, what is the intent? If the intent is to hurt someone, if the intent is to bolster your own positioning, if the intent is to, I don't know, bring someone down in some way, then you really need to stay silent. It's none of your freaking business. You need to question your own motives. And if you have someone in your life who loves to bring gossip to you, you need to question why it is you're listening to them and call them on it. I've had so many friends do this. I like shut them down. I'm like, okay, well, first of all, what am I supposed to do with that? And secondly, why have you told me this? Because there's nothing I can do with this except feel bad. It would be like someone telling me, oh, boy, I just read a really negative review on Apple iTunes about you. Well, what am I supposed to do with that? I can't delete it. And I'm not going to change who I am because the one person who woke up on the wrong side of the bed or just doesn't like me, which they're entitled to not like me. So always ask the intent. The second guiding principle to consider is timing. There's a time to talk about things. There's a time to discuss things. And then there's a time where it's really totally inappropriate. Ask yourself, if the person who you need to speak to, what are they going through in this moment? Now, I'm not suggesting, sometimes it doesn't matter, like it's life or death, someone could get hurt, you need to tell them now. And you also shouldn't say to yourself, well, hmm, you know what, I'm not going to say anything to them right now because they're super stressed and you're using that as an excuse not to have the conversation. Don't do that. But do ask yourself, is it the right time of day? Is the person in a position right now to be open to actually hear this? Because if someone's really upset, it's pointless to have a conversation with them anyways. They won't hear it. If someone is at a heightened level of stress or they're under duress or they don't have a chance to respond or ask questions, it's just the wrong time. If there's a lot of people around and it could be embarrassing, it's the wrong time. There's a good time and a bad time to have just about every discussion. Don't use it as an excuse, but use your common sense and ask, is this the way I would want to hear? When would I want to hear this? The other poor choice of timing is when you are really upset because you'll say things you don't mean. You will likely over-exaggerate your own emotions. You will likely come across as being out of control, especially if you're talking about your kids or someone who you care very much about and there's a lot of emotion involved, right? Because that's when we have a lot of emotion, when we love someone, when we care about someone very deeply. And when you're upset and you have that conversation, that's a recipe for disaster. You're going to say things you don't mean or that don't need to be said. So calm yourself down. Let a day or an hour or however much time needs to pass so that you can remove the emotion from it. And I'll tell you, nine times out of 10, when I do that, I realize, you know what? What's the point of talking about this anyways? This person isn't going to change. It wasn't personal. It's just who they are. You know, I'm thinking of a 
an acquaintance who I just know who they are. They're really fun to hang out with, but they're probably not the most thoughtful person. And just about every time that I'm with them, they do something that completely inconveniences other people. And I've mentioned it enough times to know this person isn't going to change. So it's up to me to just realize, okay, well, I, I have to accept who they are at face value or walk away. Like I have to deal with it and put them in a particular category and to lower my expectations to what they've already proven they can deliver. Like it would be silly for me to think that this person is always thinking of others first. They're not. I've known them for a really long time. That's just not who they are. So it would frankly be pointless to have that discussion because we've had it before. So now I have to ask myself, you know, why do I have these unrealistic expectations? Maybe it's your mother or sibling who for years you just keep giving them the opportunity to get it right. And they just keep showing up the same way and they keep doing the same dumb things and you want to confront them again. And I personally think that's a situation where it's like, you know, they're not going to change. You know, this is who they are. And if you've already discussed it with them calmly, what makes you think that discussing it again is going to do anything other than deplete your energy? So make a note, lower your expectations, say a little prayer for them. And in my opinion, move on. And the next foundational piece of advice I have for you is to remember that a conversation is always better received than a confrontation. Asking questions is a far better way to have a discussion than to point your finger or to get yourself all worked up about this conversation that you have to have with someone and I I need to talk to you about something and you make it into a bigger deal than what it needs to be and you turn what could be a very pleasant discussion where people are able because they're adults to read between the lines and understand what you're saying. And because of your state of mind, you turn what should be a discussion into a confrontation. And in doing so, you make it far more difficult for both you and the person who's the recipient of this information. But what type of situations are there where basically it's just better for you not to say anything? Well, I want to share with you some examples. One example of that might be when what you're going to say will make no difference. And a lot of times this can happen when you don't know what to say and you're afraid that you're going to say the wrong thing or you're unsure of what to say. You're confused by your own feelings. You're afraid to say the wrong thing. Sometimes silence is the best policy, like just staying quiet. An example of that might be when someone has lost a loved one or they're expressing something very painful that they've been through that, you know, your tendency is to want to say, like, I know what you're feeling, but that's not true. You don't know what they're feeling. I mean, you really don't. And the best thing you can do in that situation is just be there. Just give that person a hug. It's far better than trying to, you know, come up or compare your feelings to theirs. Just stay quiet. Just be there. All right, we're going to take a quick break for those of you who are interested in learning more about coaching with myself and my husband, Brett. I want to share with you an opportunity to work with myself and my husband, Brett. As you know, if you are a regular listener of The Shaleen Show or you follow me on social media, like family is central to everything that I do. It's how I have lived my life. It's how I've built my career, how we've kept our marriage together. That's been our central focus. 
It's one of the reasons why I created a journal that would help me to align my life in such a way that I could accomplish all the things that I wanted to do, things that made me feel purpose-driven, made us feel purpose-driven, allowed us to build our business, to do so in such a way that we were able to honor our family. And we've heard from so many of you that you struggle in that area. And that's why we are offering a coaching program that isn't for everybody. Brett and I have decided we want to work with those of you who are go-getters. This doesn't necessarily mean you're a business owner. It means that you have things you want to accomplish. You have goals that you want to master. You want to do something more, but at the same time, you struggle with how to balance that with family. So we're doing something called Push Goal Coaching. You can learn more about it by going to pushgoalcoaching, that's hard to say, dot com. I can't promise you, based on the time or when you're listening to this, that it will be available. We're going to do 30-day coaching sessions. It is a new adventure for us. We've been doing this privately for years, but it's something we realize there's a need for others, something we want to make very affordable because this is, we believe, our purpose. We believe we've really figured out a way to do it, and we want to help others by sharing our systems, by sharing how we were able and continue to this day honor our family and still master our goals, but do so with family in mind. So if that's you, if you are a family-oriented person and you're also interested in goal setting and goal mastery, if you're planning on starting a family and you want to know how to set yourself up for success now, this is for you. We've priced it affordably under $200 for 30 days of virtual coaching with myself and my husband. To learn more, please go to pushgoalcoaching.com. Dot com. All right, let's get back to our show, shall we? Another example where you might want to remain silent is when you feel hurt and you have the urge to say something unkind, something that is more based in revenge or hurting someone because they've hurt you, letting someone know that they've hurt you and doing so in such a way where it's not going to change who they are or what they've done how they feel. It's not going to change the future. You just feel like you need to tell them so that they don't get away with it. I don't know that that's really going to do you any good. It's going to make you feel lousy. It will probably make that other person feel more justified in whatever they did that hurt you. And frankly, it's just more negativity. I think you're better off just making a mental note moving on. Another situation where it's a good idea for you to just stay silent is when someone sharing something very personal or very vulnerable. And again, it's not uncommon for us to want to say, you know, to be relatable and share our own experience. But when someone is sharing something very vulnerable with you, you have to be able to sense, is this just a moment where they want my acceptance and my love? And you can just hug them and nod and with your eyes and your body language, let them know that you're listening and that you are there for them, that you you really do care. You can do that with your body language and oftentimes in a far more meaningful way than by trying to say something. So if you just don't know what to say, don't say anything. Three more examples of when it's best for you to stay silent. The next of which is when you've made your point and the recipient or the person who you're speaking to is just sitting there silent and you need for them to say something. It is best for you not to repeat yourself. Just stay silent. You don't need to ask them any questions. 
You don't need to repeat yourself simply to fill dead air. The best policy, especially when you're negotiating or when you want to make sure, make certain that someone understood what you're saying, is to just remain silent and say, I'd like to hear your thoughts. It is also best to remain silent or to say nothing when the person you want to speak to is in a very emotional state or a state where they're just not able to hear you. Sometimes that's not a negative or a sad emotional state. I mean, I have bit my tongue and not said anything in circumstances where I knew someone was like really geeked up, excited about a business idea, like they were over the moon about this business idea. And I knew at some point in order to help them save a ton of money and a lot of headache that I would need to say something, but that wasn't the moment. They were too excited. They were too happy that they wouldn't have even been able to hear my advice anyways. Also, giving advice in that situation isn't going to get you anywhere. You need to ask questions, the kind of questions that allow the other person to come up with the answers themselves. But if someone is in a very heightened state, whether that's sad or happy or excited, it's really difficult for people to be rational. So it's, again, it's about timing. In that moment, you might want to be silent. Later on, you might be able to have that conversation. All right. And this last one, this is just my personal opinion. And I did a podcast many years ago. In fact, I think we just replayed it recently with James Altucher. And, you know, every once in a while, I will do an interview with someone and they say something so profound, it stays with me forever. In that interview, James Altucher said that he just doesn't argue with people anymore because he doesn't need to be right. If he knows his position is the right position, then why does he need to convince other people? He said something to the effect of like, you know, I would just waste my energy. You're never ever going to change somebody else's mind on most things. So instead of exhausting myself, I just move on. And him saying that like made such a huge difference for me because from the time I was a young kid, I just always loved engaging in debate. But not until he said that did I realize when you're debating someone, both people lose. Like You never change somebody's mind in a debate, especially when it comes to diet, religion, politics, or anything that people, it's a position that they take because it's like part of their identity. I won't engage or try to change someone's mind or speak up. I won't exhaust myself trying to convince anyone else that my position or my opinion is the right one. I just won't. I'll just keep silent. There are subjects, like I've just mentioned diet. That's a big one. <laughs> Think about what I do for a living, right? Like our program, one Three, one Method, my beliefs around anti-inflammatory foods and what people need to do, like I'm very passionate about that. But if I'm one-on-one with people, If I am overhearing a conversation or someone wants to challenge me on something, I don't argue because I really do believe people have to come to that realization on their own and having a five-minute conversation with me or chatting with somebody in the grocery store, it's just not going to change their mind. So I'm I'm not going to exhaust myself doing that. I'll do my best to get the information out there. And when people are ready to hear it and find it, they will. But I just won't exhaust myself trying to convince others that my opinion is right. I'll just stay silent. Having said that, let's switch to moments or situations where you really do need to speak up. You know, to be honest, 
I think the majority of the time you do need to speak up. You just have to, as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, consider your timing, your intentions, and your methodology. You know, if it's confrontational, I don't think you should ever be confrontational. I mean, I shouldn't say ever. There are very rare circumstances where it's going to benefit anyone for you to be confrontational or to like really get up your gumption and speak your mind. I think you always have to be asking yourself, what is it that I want? And almost all people will respond a thousand times more favorably when they feel appreciated, when they feel as though you're on their side, when they're lifted, when they're complimented, when you come from a positive approach. So I do think most of the time, it's important for you to speak up and to find the right method and timing and intention behind it. But for some reason, I think many people struggle with this. So I want to give you some really strong encouragement to speak up and to find your voice and to remember that it doesn't have to be that big of a deal, but you have a moral obligation to do something, to say something, especially when it comes to protecting others. Like if you know someone could be hurt or harmed, you need to say something. You need to do something. If someone asks your opinion or for your honest feedback, that's an invitation. Like that's an opportunity for you to share those things because they're valued or the person who asked wouldn't have asked. You need to speak up when you don't approve of something and that you're not speaking up could be misinterpreted as approval. What am I talking about? I mean, let's say, for example, you have a friend who, I don't know, the way they discipline their child, you do not agree with. You think it's very harmful and you, you have valid reasons for this. This is a friend who you love very much. And you not speaking up about the way they are disciplining their child might give your friend the assumption that you approve of what they're doing. I'm going to try to tell this story without giving you too many details so you can't put two and two together and you or this person can't figure out who it is. But I had a, let me see, how do I describe this? I guess you could say wellness practitioner. Yeah, that's pretty vague. Wellness practitioner that I would see on a regular basis. And this individual shared with me how they were disciplining their four-year-old daughter. And it was incredibly disturbing. And this individual shared with me on the first occasion a little bit about how, like, that's how this person's parents disciplined them and how it was very much a part of their culture. And it didn't sit well with me. And I didn't say anything. And in fact, I kind of justified it in my mind. I'm like, well, gosh, I, you know, maybe I'm over exaggerating. Well, the next time I went back to see this, wellness practitioner, this person shared with me another story. And it was, again, pretty disturbing the way they were disciplining their very young daughter. I felt it was abusive. I felt that I, not only did I need to say something to this individual, I wondered if I needed to report it. So what I decided to do was tell this person directly that what I believed they were doing was abuse. And I didn't say it in such a way that this person would feel attacked, 
but I asked them questions about how it made them feel when their parents punished them that way and what that might be doing to the psyche of their daughter and how she would feel. And and if this person thought that their daughter was, this was lifting her, making her better or making her fear her parent. And I just got the most beautiful message back from this person on the same day, just like this was an eye-opening day. I would read it to you, but then I think it would be too personal. And I think this person might sometimes listen to my podcast. But I just have to say, I felt so good about doing that. And obviously, I am still in contact with this person. And it really changed the way they discipline their children. And I went beyond that, too. You know, I helped them find a therapist and and also some great books and just continued to be a parenting mentor. But had I said nothing, that four-year-old girl would probably have spent years being hurt mentally, emotionally. Bottom line, when kids are involved, you have an obligation to speak up. You have an obligation to speak up when you're expecting other people to read your mind, when you wish people could read your mind, when you there's something you want other people to know or to pick up on, and you can't believe that they haven't, <laughs> you have to speak up and say something. That's your obligation. People have enough things going on. Like if, if there's something you need, something you want, you've got to speak up. And lastly, you need to speak up when it comes to protecting and promoting yourself. Like, you've got to be the one that sticks your foot in the door. You've got to be the one who shouts your own name from the rooftop sometimes. You've got to promote yourself. You've got to protect yourself. You've got to look out for number one because nobody else is. No one knows your ability the way you do. No one knows your heart the way you do. If you want to get noticed, if you want to be respected, it's up to you. You've got to say something. And what's the worst thing that could happen when you do speak up? People might think it's none of your business or that you're stubborn, that what you said wasn't appropriate. Who cares? You have to ask yourself, what is a greater risk? What people think of you or what does or doesn't happen because you decide to stay silent? Almost anything you need to speak up about you can do so in a way that it wins people to your side, that people do not feel attacked, that people are open to it, and that there's a positive outcome. It's all about your intention, your timing, and your delivery. And if you're not sure about your delivery, run that conversation. Yes, I said conversation, not confrontation. Run that conversation past a friend of yours who's pretty reasonable. All right, I'd love to hear from you. What is it right now? that you feel like you need to speak up about, but you're hesitant. Leave me a voicemail message. You can do so by going to shaleen.com and there's a little widget on my website where you can leave your voicemail message letting us know what it is you're struggling to figure out whether you should speak up or just let it ride. This will be a fun episode. Hey, listen, I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon. I do have to say, if you are not familiar with our Courageous Confidence Club, it has helped so many people to overcome general anxiety. I'm not suggesting by any means that it is a cure for panic attacks, but so much of our anxiety 
has to do with how we think about the world and how it views us. And learning how to build your own confidence is one of the best ways to reduce your own anxiety and stress. And building your confidence is very much like building any type of strength. You need to know what exercises to perform. You need to practice these things. You need a plan. You can't just say, I want to be a more confident person. You really do need to know what steps to take in order to build confidence. And that's why I created the Courageous Confidence Club. It's got a really cool community program. And it's a lot like this. If you like listening to podcasts, you'll love the Courageous Confidence Club because they are audio lessons. Everyone can benefit from them, whether it's you know a teen in high school or you're 72 years old and trying to build your confidence, trust me, at any age, you can improve your confidence. And here's why that's important. Because when you're a parent, you are going to raise more confident children. When you are a more confident individual, you are more attractive to your peers, your significant other, you're able to stand up for yourself and you don't allow fear and anxiety to rule you. And it will help you to overcome self-doubt and fear fear of success or fear of failure, all of those things. To learn more, go to CourageousConfidenceClub.com. Again, that's CourageousConfidenceClub.com.